Book of Judges. The Book of Judges. And uh, it says in, in verse 7, this is a, this is a, a sobering phrase. Um, oh, yeah, we're in chapter 10, sorry, where we left off last time, chapter 10. It's a sobering phrase. It says, And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines. And so, you know... It, um, and we, we, uh, we, I at least during the uh, the, the uh, Victory in Jesus song, I like to yell "sold" there because that just like denotes ownership, right? The uh, Lord has fully paid uh, the, uh, the, the 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 sin debt for me, and uh, you know He uh, He 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 has a, a rights of ownership in, in in my life, and I should see it um, as that. Um, and. But to think of the fact that the Lord was so angry here. And I know we gotta we gotta you know be careful with, with the application we make because this is the Lord in, in Israel. Um, but at the same time, it's almost like the Lord is saying, Okay, if you don't if you don't appreciate my ownership, my jurisdiction in, in, in your life, then I am going to I'm going to honor that. I'm going to relinquish jurisdiction to those that you seem to want to honor instead of me. And, uh, and that's exactly what was going on here. Um, and it does seem like, you know, I think that's the way that plays out usually in our life as Christians. It's almost like a built-in thing. You know, it's, it's, if, we're not, if we're not honoring the Lord, we're honoring something else. And it's like the Lord turns us over to the implications of that. Um, and anytime we're honoring something other than the Lord, that has, that has built-in repercussions. You know, that, that has built-in consequences. Because what's going to happen there is that which we do begin to honor in our life, instead of honoring, to, honoring the Lord, is going to begin to to demand service from us. It's going to, it's going to take um, ground in our life. It's going, to, it's going to really probably take us further into um, service to that than we thought we would ever be. Uh, you know, and, and, and when we honor something other than the Lord, really, it, it's sin. And, and sin does do that, doesn't it? Sin um, always takes us further than we thought we'd go initially. And, uh, and, and you know, the, the saying, is, 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 it goes, you know, it takes us further than we thought we'd ever go. It, it, it makes us stay longer than we thought we'd ever stay. And it, and it, and it costs more than we ever thought it would cost. And, uh, and so it is it's a sobering thing. It's a sad thing. Uh, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines, into the hands of the children of Ammon. Of, of Ammon. And if you see back in, in verse 6, 
you remember the reason why. It says the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam and Asheroth and the gods of Syria and the gods of Sidon, the gods of uh, Moab, the gods of the children of Ammon, the gods of the Philistines, and forsook the Lord and served uh, not him. And we mentioned the fact that even though this list may seem you know, very far-fetched to us because we don't recognize any of those names and, and hardly any of those, you know, people groups or countries anymore. Um, really, the gods that we serve, that we turn to today, instead of having our hearts towards the Lord, are, they may have different names with the same spirit, the same spirit. And we especially looked at, uh, at Balaam, uh, which had to, to do... Um, the God, God of, of, of fertility and uh, just had to do a lot with an emphasis on, 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 on sensuality and, and uh, immorality. And then, uh, uh, which definitely um, is, you know, obviously something that's very huge in our, in our, in our culture today. And I think I've mixed those two up. But the, uh, then the, uh, so ba Ashtaroth was that one. Then Balaam was the, uh, the, the god of um, basically the forces of nature which would make things produce. And uh, very, basically materialism, materialism, all right? Um, and, and so... It's no different today, you know, people, instead of having their heart towards the Lord, they have their heart towards material things that they look to for, for, for uh, success and, and pleasure, and then obviously, um, you know, that would be the lust of the eyes and uh, the lust of the flesh, uh, which is so predominant in our, in our culture. So the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel for choosing these things and turning their heart away from him. And he sold them into the hands of the Philistines. Remember, the, the Philistines were like these ongoing nemesis that were never fully eradicated. You know, they were never fully taken care of. And because when the opportunity was there, by God's direction to eradicate the people from the land, because that had, hadn't been taken care of at that time, it's almost like the Philistines were you know, from that point on, we're always kind of there to be like a besetting, um, you know, enemy um, and uh, to continuously pester and, and, uh, and, and be a, a thorn in the side of, uh, of the Israelites. So we see it here once again into the hands of the children of Ammon. So both of those were, were mentioned uh, as having the gods that... Uh, that the Israelites uh, um, turn back to. It says, In that year they vexed and oppressed. They vexed and oppressed. And when we allow you know, sin in our lives, it will vex and oppress us. It will vex us. We won't have the peace that comes with a clear conscience. You know, we won't have that, that good place that, that is, is so wonderful to be in as a Christian, where we're not sensing um, the, uh, the vexation that comes with being away from the Lord, as it were, in our hearts and not walking closely with Him. And, you know, sin will vex us. 
a lot of times, you know, when people are going through times of, of depression, not always, not always, because it can be, there's spiritual aspects to that many times, but there, there can be also physical aspects to that. But many times, when it is a spiritual issue, you know, the reason why someone is feeling, you know, depressed and they're feeling um, just that, that whole uh, demeanor of, of uh, um, gloominess, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, I guess just depression, it has to do with the fact that we, we know that we're not right, you know, and until we get something right, it puts us in a bad spot. And, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I have, I've had feelings of, and I'm not, I don't really struggle with this. I know some people do more, but just that feeling of depression and you can't put your finger on it at all. And you, and you think about it and there's nothing really that comes to mind. So you just have to say, Lord, <laughs> you know, I need to, I need to put this aside, you know, I need to get my eyes back on you and be enthused what you call me to and just, you know, kind of push through that. Uh, but there's other times where I know that there's something not right in my, in, in my heart and in my life. And it's almost like the Lord says, you know, until, until you get that right, you're going to be under the vexation of those other things that, that you've turned your heart to right now. You understand what I'm saying? And uh, we've probably been there as well. Now, sometimes, you know, there, there, are, uh, there are physiological reasons why people are vexed and, and uh, um, you know, battle depression, and, you know, I think there can be clinical solutions to that, but, um, you know, I'm not, that's not my field, and, and that's not what we're talking about here. But look, if, if you know that you're harboring something in your life that goes directly against the Lord in your heart, then, you know, it should vex us, right? It should vex us. And really, that's kind of it's part of God's grace, really, that it does. I mean, it's sort of like pain, right? Is pain a curse or a blessing? Well, a lot of times it's a blessing because it keeps us from harming ourselves more than what we are. You know, the classic illustration of touching the hot stove. I mean, you know, if you didn't have pain, then you'd just you'd further injure yourself to, you know, in a, in a, in a very severe fashion. But usually... The pain will tell us right off, ooh, you know, get off of that, and it will be a slight injury or not much. Um, if, we're in, in, if we're dabbling in sin, that vexation is like the pain that's telling you to, right? And if, uh, and if we're harboring sin, then there, there should be a perpetual vexation there. If we don't have a seared conscience or if we don't, um, you know, the Bible talks about a people that don't even blush anymore, you know, because they're just, sin is just so commonplace. And so it says here that, that they were vexed and oppressed. Um, and so that is, that is what, what sin will do, us, uh, do to us. It will vex us and oppress us. What a, what, a, what, a, uh, what a shame it is. What a, what a tragic thing for someone who in essence and, and for all rights belongs to God, right? It, it belongs to God. A saved person, let's say today in this crowd, 
to be living a, a life characterized by vexation and oppression. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that's what the Lord has for the Christian. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, if there's, if there's physical things going on, sometimes God will use that in, in different ways uh, in our life um, to, to draw us closer to, to him, and there could be other solutions to that. But if it's a sin issue, if it's a sin issue, that's something we can get taken care of. There's recourse for that. You know, the, 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 and we'll see illustration of it here, but the Bible says, you know, we, we can confess that. We can come back to agree with, to God, with God about it. Lord, you've been, I've been feeling the vexation and the oppression, Lord. <laughs> I know you're trying to get my attention. And I'm, I'm at the point in my misery here that I just want to get, I, Lord, I agree with you. This is not right. And uh, uh, confess and repent and get back on track. Uh, those are recourses the Lord has given us. If we're, if we're still feeling vexed and oppressed, that's, in a way, that's a good sign, right? Because we can still, we can still take measures to get that taken care of so we can, we can get away from that pain that's being caused there, if that makes sense. Um, but it says here, in, in that year they vexed and oppressed the children of Israel. Eighteen years, all the children of Israel were on the other side, uh, Jordan, in the land of Amorites, which is in Gilead. Moreover, the children of Ammon passed over Jordan to fight also against Judah. So there's this warfare going on, a picture of uh, spiritual warfare, against uh, Benjamin, against the house of Ephraim. So that Israel was sore distressed. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. That's good. That's a start. We have sinned against thee. That's really good. Both because we have forsaken our God and also served Balaam. They're saying, yes, we're confessing. Not only have we forsaken you, but we've turned our heart toward, towards uh, um, other gods in your place. And the Lord said to the children of Israel, Did not I deliver you from the Egyptians, from the Amorites, from the children of Ammon, and from the Philistines? And the Zidonians and the Amalekites and the um, Maonites to, uh, did oppress you. And you cried to me, and I delivered you out of their hand. So God is not going to let them off real easy here, though. And what he's really saying is, I've heard this from you before. I've heard this before. <laughs> Yet ye have forsaken me and served other gods. Wherefore? I will deliver you no more. Now, God, God is basically, he's, he's, you know, God is long-suffering. But he's, he's looking to strike the fear of God into them a little bit extra here because he's saying, you know, you're teetering on that brink. You're getting to the point where you, you're, you're, you're just being presumptuous. Where you talk about, yes, you've sinned against me and you want to get that right and you've sinned against me, but I've heard that from you. Do, did you not mean it before? Why are we going through this again? And he's saying, you know, what God's reaction is, you know, I'm done listening to that if, it's, if it doesn't mean anything, right? Now, God knows whether it means anything or not, but, I, you know, he's, he is, he's talking on their level here, okay? And uh, go and cry unto the gods which you have chosen, God is, I mean, he's grieved. 
You know, he's, he's, again, he's speaking to them in ways that a human can understand. He, he's hurt. He's been rejected of them. It just shows you the heart of God and, and his desire to have, you know, a relationship with mankind that he puts his heart out there like that. No, you know, I mean, I'll, this is my suggestion at this point. Go back. If you're feeling vexed and oppressed and you're having problems because of your decision to turn your heart towards me, then, then go to the things you have turned your heart towards and get help from those things. I mean, if they were so worth rejecting me to go after, then, then turn to those things. You know, ask them for help. How's that work for you so far? Right? And, and so... Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. And, he, and God, I mean, obviously, he's God, he's, but he makes an excellent point. <laughs> and the children of Israel send to the Lord, we have sinned. But this, is, this is, shows a, a, a little bit maybe our heart's change here. Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. In other words, you know what? You're right. We, we don't have any right to demand forgiveness of you, Lord. We throw ourselves at your disposal of your, your mercy. Deliver us only, we pray thee, this day. And they, they put away the strange gods from among them and serve the Lord. Now look at this. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. Um, remember that, that expression, which of course is hard to believe for any child when their backside is getting lit up. Um, this hurts me more than, than it hurts you, <laughs> right? A parent might say that, you know, oh, this, is, this is hurting me more than, than it hurts you. And, and uh, that doesn't really resonate a whole lot with a, you know, with a child that's going through it at the moment. Something's resonating on them, but not, you know, maybe not those words. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what the parent is really saying there is, because the heart of a parent is such a special thing, if they, if they, unless there's something unnatural going on, is we do, even though we know sometimes there has to be some tough love there, even though we know that sometimes our kids have to go through certain things to learn a hard lesson, it is hard. And uh, it, is, it is difficult to see our kids, you know, in one way or another, as it were, getting a spanking. You know, it is hard. It is hard because we love them. God loves them. And at this point, he's saying, oh, man, I know what you need, and I know what I've had to do, but it does grieve me to see you having to go through this process. And, uh, and so we're going to leave it there for this week, but it is, it is a, a, it's a unique snapshot into the heart of God here, isn't it? And, and just how, in a sense, I don't know if this is the right terminology, but this is the way it struck me, is how vulnerable he allows himself to become in his love for, for his people. You kind of see it that way? I mean, he is still God, and not, that isn't forfeited at all, but uh, it, it, is, it, is, it, it touches me uh, to see his, uh, his reaction here. So we'll pick it up there next time. We'll see how this, this ends up playing out uh, here. Um, but listen, listen. This was a pattern. And we might look at it and say, well, you know, that's just a normal pattern then. It's not, it's not a necessary pattern. 
It didn't have to be that way. And that's part of what God is saying to them. It doesn't have to be this way. And it grieves me that it is. And we'll do what we got to do to get this taken care of here. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, hopefully um, they learn a more, more lasting lesson, just like we need to uh, at, at times. Lord, thank you for uh, the reminders through your word. And uh, Lord's uh, feeble vessel uh, delivering them here tonight, uh, as always. But Lord, uh, thank you that I, I believe the passage is clear to us anyways. And, and, uh, and Lord, uh, um, I certainly um, benefit from, from it. And so, Lord, uh, may we take these truths along the way in these days to come. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I, I neglected to give that to you, Karen, the, the missionary of the week uh, this, this week. But I'll try to do better for subsequent weeks. Yeah. We do. Okay. Well, we'll get on. Because uh, sometimes it takes a little bit to get on track with something new. But anyways, we have a uh, missionary of the week um, this week. Uh, by the way, uh, whoever, I think it was Kathy or Lisa, somebody sent me a, a note from uh, uh, Pat Davis. I'm going to try to dissect that a little further, and we'll give an update uh, for, for her uh, next week. But um, the, Beam, uh, the Beamans uh, have a video for us here tonight. Pause that for just a second. I didn't remember something. Oh, I didn't, yeah. 